welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Now, I should say this is actually the only episode you're getting this week because I got a summit coming up over the next few days. It's going to be chewing up in my time, so we won't be doing another LOA Today podcast episode until next Monday. But uh, I do encourage you, if you haven't already bought tickets, uh, go to the link that's in the uh, description for this particular show, and you'll be able to sign up and join us and be a part of it. We've got a really good thing going on. We've got uh, 12 different speakers. We've got five workshops. Man, it's going to be great. Um, I'm going to be exhausted by the time we're done, but it's going to be really good. Um, but I got to tell you guys, the last few days have been, uh, again, a test for me. Uh, how can I... What, what can I do to, to stay positive and how can I keep myself from being flipped over into the negative, which is two ways of saying the same thing. But I'll, I'll tell you like two things that have been going on that are just kind of mind blowing to me. Um, about, uh, I don't know, about, uh, let's see, it was about 10 days ago, I received a notification from Facebook. I think I may have mentioned this, but I've received a notification from Facebook that they were restricting my ability to post uh, on Facebook. They weren't specific. How they gave me a link to say go to my support inbox to find out more. I went there and there was no information there. There was nothing. You go to the violation section, nah, nada. And then I tried actually posting to a number of places and found that groups was where I was being blocked. So I tried posting to a group and I got a message that was very vague, but the most that it would say is, Well, you've been spamming. Well, I haven't been spamming, I haven't been doing anything like that. Um, so I, I really didn't understand where that was coming from. And I was just doing the same thing I've been doing for months and months and months. So I didn't, I didn't get it. So I, uh, they said, well, do you disagree? I said, yes, I disagree. You fill in information, sent that in, nothing, crickets, nothing happening since then. And I tried a few times after that just to see what would happen because I didn't know how long this restriction was going to last. Same thing. Okay, so all right, let's just be patient. This thing will work itself out. Got a notification this past Saturday that, the restriction was going to be lifted on Sunday morning. I said, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. So checked on Sunday. Actually, not Sunday morning. It's later in the day because I was pretty busy Sunday morning. And uh, sure enough, it was lifted. It was gone. And I left a comment in uh, one of my groups. And then later, uh, I'm sorry, today, I didn't. that was all I did on Facebook. I didn't do anything else. And then today, I posted a comment on another group and got a nice response on it. And then I got another notification saying I've been restricted again. Huh? <laughs> what is going on here? I don't understand. So once again, I'm back in the mode of, all right, try to find the positive way to deal with this one. Meanwhile, um, of course, I've got the summit coming up and with the summit, now we're doing the summit using Zoom and Zoom apparently is having difficulty sending out the invitations to my panelists. And I did some checking and found out that Zoom's email servers are on email blacklists, which is why they're not being delivered. <laughs> so I contact Zoom about it. And they, of course they say, well, there's a problem at my end. So they want to, then they want to take me off of a bounce list and so forth. They, they do all this other stuff. It doesn't work. And I finally show them my evidence that they're on a blacklist. Oh, okay. Well, we'll look into that. We'll do some work and get back to you. And they got back to me. They said, okay, well, um, we're having that work done. If there's anything else we can do to help let us know. So I went and checked and they're still on the blacklist. <laughs> no, no progress, babe. just a lot of uh, PR going on there. And, and that's kind of like how things have been going the last few days. I mean, it, just before the show today, Anne-Marie was being blocked in terms of her ability to log in with her laptop, for goodness sake. Um, I mean, and, and there's like a bunch of them I could point to, but I really don't want to go down negative road. I'm just saying this is really weird and this is really interesting because I know on the one hand, anytime that something comes into my life, I attracted it. On the other hand, like, okay, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> on the one hand, on the other hand. So, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I think I've had a day like you today. Well, so, Louis, you can be, you can, you can <laughs> cancel us both. <laughs> I've just had a quiet day. Nothing, nothing exciting. <laughs> See, that's, the, um, that's the, the trick right there. You don't, you don't post anywhere. You don't do anything and everything works out fine. That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, don't get involved with the world and you have a, have a seamless. Uh... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, one, of my, one of my tenants is leaving, so I have to work on that. And, uh, so, ah. uh, yeah, that happens. Yep. Oh, I had a nice long run with her. All this stuff happens. I mean, stuff happens. Mm. That's what happens when you live in a world of polarity like we do. The question is, how am I going to deal with it? And some of it, there's nothing to deal with. That's the parts I can deal with. And so I just deal with the parts I can deal with. And the rest of it, I leave it alone. I don't know what else to do with it other than to... The entire terms try to find a way to appreciate it. I haven't found that one yet. Emory, if you have any uh, hints on that one, you know, give me an idea. <laughs> I haven't quite found so that when, one yet. So when when it's the stuff that you can figure out and you can do, are you appreciating how easy that is to resolve? I I can appreciate how easy it is for me to do my part of it. I, I'm not. I can't say I'm totally on the page yet of how easy it is to resolve because right now my trust level isn't really good. Right. And so that, that's kind of what I'm working on is getting that trust level back. Um, but certainly your question is the right question to ask because ultimately that's where I have to move to. Ultimately I have to be in that place of, you know, this is all working out for the best or mm -hmm. to, uh, to uh, quote the uh, movie that I quoted at the end of last week, the, uh, the best exotic Marigold hotel. They had a really great quote in there. quote is everything, it's going to be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not yet the end. So it's not yet the end. <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself. It's not yet the end. <laughs> I love that saying, if not, if not that, something better. Mm -hmm. It really helps keep you moving forward. Mm. Yeah, if not, that's something better, right? Yeah, because it's certainly not that. So I'm on the page mm. of something better. <laughs> But my goodness, what a learning curve you're on. Oh, unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. So are there things so, that you would change for next time that you're learning? So that's got to be a plus if you are. I think I kind of have to go through this first to find out exactly what it is I've learned from it. Mm. I, I think I'm kind of in the middle of it. right. You're too in the middle, yeah. Yeah. So I have to kind of wait that out and just be patient and try to stay positive and just wait and see because any other route that I can think of just leads down a negative path. I don't want to go there. So yeah. what were you going to say, Louis? Uh, do you perceive that you created the experiences or not? I don't perceive it. I assume it. I, I don't really see it. I mean, the closest I can come to saying, yes, I created it is I was pretty nervous about the summit leading up to the middle of last week. So I can see that I was not in a really good vibrational space. And it, it's not a, a, a big stretch to assume that, therefore, that led to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, getting into... The success mindset that, you know, you're expecting to be successful and you can feel it's going to happen is the place where you really want to be to move forward in any business venture. And if it's a practiced vibration, it's much easier. But if it's a new thing that you're wanting to play with, then um, you're building up the positive vibes. I hate those words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're making them stronger and stronger with the law of attraction. Um, I always remember this. <clears throat> this woman gets into the Abram seat, uh, Abram Hicks hot seat, and uh, the, she, she was saying, you know, she was incredibly successful and um, she was very good at promoting and advertising and all the rest of it. And she said, just just the other week, Microsoft just hired her. And the reason they said they hired her is they hired her for her mojo. Cool. And how cool is that to be hired for your vibration? Right. <laughs> yeah. I it is that. like that. That is like, and, and, and from a company like Microsoft, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, to actually go and say, you know, I will, I'll throw money at you just because your mojo is cool, you know, <laughs> and she's in the gaming division of it. And, um, I'm not even sure what she was going to do. She, well, that wasn't even clear about that, but 
They had hired her for a mojo. <laughs> that was just incredible. That is incredible. That's pretty wild. Yeah. But it's you really could deep. feel, you could literally hear the confident vibration within her. There was no mm -hmm. hesitation or waver or pretense or anything. It was just the way it was. And, you know, that, that is what you're looking for. You're looking for that stable vibration. And the thing about businesses is nine out of 10 businesses fail. Mm. But if you're prepared to start 10 businesses, one of them will be successful. This is true on average. So are you prepared to fail 10 times? <laughs> you know, it's really a small, small price to pay to have that successful one. <laughs> it really is a small price. <clears throat> But uh, a lot of people don't really look at it like that. So, you know, one fails and they get very dis despondent and two fails and they rarely get despondent and three fails and they give up completely, you know, so. <clears throat> I can't say I've ever given up completely, but I've given up for periods of time. Hmm. 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 And I've had a it's, number it's of just, It's just the idea I'm trying to get across about mm what a vibro confident vibration looks like. And I think the real challenge is, can you achieve that confident vibration in the face of adversity? It's, all, it's pretty easy to maintain a, a confident vibration when things are going well. I mean, absolutely. There's, there's no resistance. I completely agree with you. You know. You see, what, what happens when you're really, really confident, you don't care if it goes well or if it doesn't. You don't care if it goes well. So you become immune to the huge excitement and enthusiasm of great success and you get, um, you know, you can ride the wave, but you're riding the wave very, very smoothly and very calmly. You're not getting, um, the wobble that comes with too much excitement and, 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 uh, I think you're kind of getting what I'm saying, mm -hmm. um, which is a similar, uh, aberration vibration that happens when you are thrown with adversity and then thrown off your own course, your own vibrational course. So maintaining that is, is the key. So two, two things that are the hardest <clears throat> they say, I love using that word. They say, I, I don't think you've ever really, said that. Have you ever said that on this podcast before? They say, they I'm say. not sure you have. Yeah, no, I, I'm doing it on purpose because when I was younger and really into philosophy and trying to understand the world and all the rest of it, I had this audiophile guy and he was, he was really interesting, very different vibration. You know, he had these incredible speakers. He got me to stand in front of them, played me some classical music. And I listened to it and I wasn't an audiophile. I could hear nothing of any exceptional anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I said something like, Oh, they say it's Tuesday. Why did, what, what, you know? And he went on and on about it. And so I said, okay, let me replace that with I say. <laughs> and, you know, he just got totally flummoxed with it. <laughs> you know, I said, okay, I'll take responsibility for they. <laughs> sure. So. <laughs> and uh it, it 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 is um what was the point i was right they they say that uh the two most difficult things for a human to do yeah is divorce and public speaking okay and you know i became a toastmaster and it was particularly easy for me uh, public speaking is absolutely not difficult at all, but I did sit there and watch endless amounts of people go from unconfident to confident within the group. Mm. And it really left an impression on me of how people can be changed by a very simple, uh, I think it's, no, it's not completely free. You have to pay for your course book and something, but it's very, very, it's very minor cost. And for the support of all these guys, I mean, it's just an incredible group. I highly recommend anybody does it. Um, just, just because of the change on a vibration that you can achieve within your life, you know, going from not too confident on 
one of the most difficult subjects, um, topics that uh, a human can play with. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there's divorce courses as well. <laughs> well, there probably are, yeah. <laughs> um, divorce masters. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose you have to get married and divorce a few times to practice that one. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's quite interesting for me because I never really planned to be married and I never really planned for divorce. I just planned to have a partner and that's pretty much what I got. Um, <laughs> and yes, I, I did the label marriage, but it's, it's of no overly huge consequence in my life at all. Um, I chose to have a spiritual wedding. I know we're going way off course here. But, um, so it was at five o'clock in the morning at Victoria Falls um, underneath a tree on the lawn overlooking a waterhole. Um, with the spray of the Victoria Falls in the background and two birds sitting on, 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 on the top of a tree while my good, good friend officiated it. And the words are sublime. I mean, if you, if, if I give you the words, you will absolutely love it. Um, nothing like till death do us part and that kind of rubbish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And, uh, the, yeah, there's just, there's just a beauty to, to, to that as well. So, you know, everybody has different challenges. I have loads of different challenges in different areas. <laughs> um, so and what are your challenges, Louis? What are my challenges? I, yeah. I really struggle to still my mind. Uh, I, Really, I don't always me. have the out of body experiences or the, or the inner experiences that I desire. So, so, so my desires are very different to everybody else's on the planet. They want a car or a house or a partner or this, you know, none of those, you know, those are kind of being fulfilled for me. And my, my, my journey is very much an inner journey. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've studied the yogis who are probably the group on this planet that I would suggest are further along than most. Um, if somebody wants some kind of yardstick of how to uh, start traveling the far country, I like those words. Traveling the inner the world. Country. Hmm. That is and, that is. and it's a very personal journey. It's a journey that very few will ever understand. After being how many years with you, Well, Five, six years? <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. You, you're starting to get bits and pieces of the journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you weren't sitting listening to me every Monday, you probably would miss it all <laughs> in one episode or whatever. So, you know, it, it it's the challenge of, for, for me, my biggest challenge is probably laziness. I don't have a huge desire even to, 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 to spend in the inner worlds. Um, so getting the reason for being is, is one of my challenges, uh, getting it clearer and clearer. And one of the things I'm absolutely quite passionate about at the moment is soil, is the earth, is the planet. Um, and I'm starting to realize that I picked up so many different bits and pieces in my life already on the subject. Um, that I was quite amazed with just the other day, I was sitting down and realizing that all the way through my childhood, I used to pick up stones. I used to hike and camp in, in, in the rivers and the water. I used to help in the garden. Um, I used to dig with a pickaxe for hours and hours and hours. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> I used to get uh, compost and soil from forests in the back of the Land Rover. You know, there's the real compost, you know, the stuff that's been created by nature itself. It's like going into the Amazon forest and digging a whole lot of the good soil out and putting it in the mm. back of Land Rover. Mm. Um, and, you know, going down gold mines. Um, we had one down, down from my house. And I think I mentioned this the other day. There's an old gold mine. And I used to love just sitting there, turning the lights off. And if your eyes were open or closed, you just 
you know, there's no difference. You can't see any light whatsoever. It makes no difference. And you just sit there in total silence as the bats flitter over your head. Um, and, you know, it's just things like that. Um, and it goes on and on during my life of playing with crystals, with stones. And I have a huge collection of them in the house. Um, and my stories about um, gemstones and all the rest of it that I've told you that were right. that have been a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> so at this part of my life, you know, why I'm thinking of joining Rotary, et cetera, um, which on Thursday is going to be my first official. Oh, uh, congratulations. Jo- joining of, of, of Rotary. It, and it's a society where they give back. It's a group where they give back to society. And, you know, I'm also really conscious about what, what we're going to leave for our kids. And I'm listening to an audio book at the moment about, let me just get the title because it's really quite um, cool. <laughs> Uh, it's called the vegetarian myth. Vegetarian myth. Le- oh, okay. Lear Le- Keith. Um, I highly recommend if anybody wants to understand. Wow. Um, this journey of this individual of how much and how quickly we are destroying the planet on such a war- wide portion and how even vegetarians are completely wrong in their understanding. And, and this person has gone and broken it down into incredible detail and exa- and how she's tried to try to put the pieces of the of the puzzle back together for herself so she can start living uh, a life that is more in line with her consciousness and you know she used to be really radical about being vegetarian she's not anymore she used to be really radical about this not anymore and she stri- she explains the whole logic of how it's all broken down and how it all works out now. And it's just absolutely incredible. And the, the length and breadth and the, and the seriousness and the passion of the individual is just, um, it's quite incredible. Um, what a journey. I mean, I've still got another eight hours, 52 minutes left, but, uh, <laughs> what a journey. You know, you start really realizing how much we are destroying the planet. You know, I mean, just the degree to which we're damming up all the rivers. And when we dam up a river, the, incredible amount of destruction that goes on below it i mean fish that die by the millions and then they stink the place to high heaven you know it just the fires in the american uh the australian outback which i, I mentioned the other day and how it's killed three billion creatures how you see wow. roads full 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 of kangaroos and koalas just dead Miles and miles and miles of dead koalas and, and, and kangaroos. It's just really interesting the degree and why that's all happening. She explains how and why that whole process is happening with clarity that there's no illusion of what's going on anymore. Nothing. And then she, she tries to patch it all together of what she's now doing to move forward and, and the whole logic that's torn her to pieces as to, the idea that you have to have animals and you really need to kill animals. Something needs to die for something to live is her basic premise throughout the whole book. And, you know, if you're eating a carrot, something's dying, you know, something has to die. Even the, the, the organic soil that comes, something has died for something to live. And Let me ask you it, something. I, I'm really hmm. curious about what you're saying uh, from this one perspective. And the perspective is really one that comes from you very often. So I'm kind of, yeah. in a sense, I'm flipping it back at you. Uh, but as you pointed out on many occasions, um, when you really, 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 really know what you don't want, then it leads you right into what you do want. What hmm. does she want? Because you've described very eloquently what she doesn't want. What does she want? Yeah, I mean, she goes into that in in. in painful detail (laughs) and she wants pain okay (laughs) she doesn't want it she she really doesn't but when when you start realizing the the way she puts it the clarity with which she puts her her belief structure of being a vegetarian because you want to save the animals and not be cruel to them and then she starts realizing that and and she breaks us down on a farm uh oh i i wish i wish i had clarity and i need to read it a few times but if, if you don't have animals on the farm, 
you, you aren't able to fertilize it because you use the poo to fertilize it. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and if you don't kill those animals, then there are too many and they overgraze. So they destroy all, 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 all the, um, um, they start making desertification because they've just, they, they've eaten all the, um, all, all the green stuff, <clears throat> all the grass and all the food. So, uh, if, if you have hens, then all the males fight each other until there's only one hen for about 12, uh, females. So there's killing there. So there's, there's endless amount of death and killing going on all the time in nature right. and it is completely natural and it's the way it works you know if a lion didn't go and kill kill yeah. a buck then 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 the buck would overgraze if you know and you know what they were saying separate the the vegetarians were saying separate the uh carnivores with the with, with the the grazers and as soon as you do that everything falls apart because then the grazers multiply too quickly and they they eat everything up, and then they they die of starvation. So you know, um, and then the animals they can't actually eat on grass, even though they do chew on it. But they only chew on it for medicinal reasons, and not and not for anything else. So she really, she, I mean, she goes into it in in such incredible detail that you start realizing how um, farming and petitioning and all the rest of it is destroying the basic ecology of the entire planet. But I still don't know what she well, what she wants is peace and harmony on the planet, which she's come to the realization through the book that is never going to happen. <laughs> so I'm going to put okay. that around too, because I think I, I, I totally no, get absolutely. that that's the conclusion. Mm. Um, but, but I have to flip that around and say, okay, well, if that's what she believes, then how can she get any other result? So what she's coming to is the idea of personal freedom. And okay. not enforcing that idea on everybody else, which is what I've been preaching forever. Okay. Um, the idea, you know, making her own world and yeah. living with the consequences that there will be death along the way. Death okay. of so many different things in different ways. So it's, it's, it's an, it's, it's an appreciation for the. Thank you. That's uh, the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, the appreciation for the absolute beauty of the design if you took away humans uh, what if you include humans you see when you include humans um what happens is they start saying this is mine it's not my planet it's my house my area my town my country instead of saying our planet our world our civilization our our life forms in all different shapes and forms. So there again, it's the whole spiritual idea that um, you want to focus on the oneness of everything. You don't want to focus on, this is mine. And, you know, my children are right. And, you know, everybody else's is wrong. And, you know, my, 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 that whole kind of idea, but to we, the planet, the people, you know, and, and incorporating the whole, the holism, um, which is of course, the whole idea of, of holistic healing is, is looking at the whole of the person and all the factors, uh, and trying to balance that with the natural elements and the way of life. I understand what you're saying and I understand what she's driving at. There is a problem. The problem that I see is that the moment that you try to say, not I, but we, you destroy we. Because we is nothing more than a collection of eyes. Mm-hmm. Eyes that are all having different agendas. So, what what kind of eyes would be advantageous for the whole? Is it what kind of eyes are advantageous, or is it what kind of a perception of the eyes is is advantageous? Yeah, is it the perception or is it the individuals themselves? Because I think it's more the perception of the individuals. Well, the oh. individual has a perception. So, yeah, you uh, can sorry, use the word perception. I, let, me, let me rephrase. I think it's the perception. It's, it's her perception of the individuals that's, that's going to be make, making the difference. How is mm-hmm. she going to see the individuals? If she's seeing the individuals as 
being wrong for an individual, that's going to lead her down a rabbit hole she won't recover from. Mm-hmm. But if she's willing to see them as, yes, part of an, a whole, but also celebrating the eyeness of them for the same reason that she's celebrating the death factor, for instance, mm-hmm. it's going to be a different kind of experience. She gets to all that along the way, but the journey is very painful for her. Um, to see her vegetarian group as now wrong and then seeing them also as, as, as right for her when she was at that stage of looking at the whole process. Uh, so it, it's been a, it's been a really complicated journey for her and I'm only quarter of the way through the book, but, um, she's, she starts to get a plot of land and she starts to try to want to grow things in harmony with her belief structure and, and everything gets thrown out. <laughs> she starts <laughs> with, um, she starts with growing little seeds and planting them. Then all the, um, uh, what do you call those creepy crawlies? Uh, slugs, slugs eat up everything. So how do you get rid of slugs? So she wants to put copper down, but she can't afford copper. Um, and then she wants, so she gets some kind of stuff, and puts it down and then she finds out how it kills them because it's all of them vanished within a, a day or so. What it does is it goes inside the, 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 the body and cuts up like a thousand little cuts and it cuts the whole, um, uh, snails and, and, and all the rest of it cuts them inside, in, inside their body to thousand cuts and kills them. So they, um, kind of bleed to death in the, in, in the way that they do. Um, so she gets traumatized by the fact that she even did this, you know, and she's like, she's really hard. <laughs> yeah. well, that's the right. obvious pattern, right? I mean, she just keeps so, so then she wants to get again. chickens and then she starts realizing this whole thing. I told you about chickens and that, um, it, it, you know, so, as soon as you have a certain amount of chickens and they, and, and there's a cock and then the cocks kill each other and, you know, you can get, uh, cocks for free. They can't even give them away, but. The, the hens, um, but they're quite expensive. And, you know, you start going down a whole rabbit hole of, of concepts and ideas that you had no knowledge of whatsoever. <laughs> um, and by the time you're finished, you're absolutely, absolutely gobsmacked about the ramifications of the whole process and the perfection that which nature has designed everything and put it all together and the whole ecological process um which farmers have tried to patch up with um uh sprays and pesticides and and fertilizer and when it was done naturally before and even the 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 fish running up the rivers um let out a huge amount of certain mineral or something um and and that affected so many things which consequently helped um, other areas and instead of using fertilizer, there was a natural way of doing it, but now they've dammed everything up. The fish can't go up the rivers anymore. So all of that has been destroyed. And, and when you start seeing, um, the whole process that nature has designed and how beautiful and perfect it is and, and how, you know, there's so much more desertification. So you have to dam up more rivers so that you have to take this, 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 this water and put it into the plains in, 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 let's say America. And that just dries up and evaporates very quickly. And you have to use more and more water and more and more water for that as it becomes, uh, more from soil to sand. As, as it get, as it becomes desertification, it goes on and on all over the planet and, and the degree to which that has been um, accelerated over the last 50 years has been gargantuous. Um, and of course that's where our food comes from. So, you know, the look, looking at it, the whole system is so messed up in so many levels in so many different ways, um, that it's, it, it was, is really an eye opener for me. The degree, I mean, this book really puts it into perspective on ways I've never dreamt. Um, the degree to which things are, are changing. And, you know, we have to find ways around that. And, you know, one of those videos I sent you, which I don't think you guys watched because I think it cost a tenner. That guy had found a solution of speeding up that, that process by 400%. Oh, right. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that was a mind blowing, um, 
thing, you know, that, that we've, and, and, and it's, a, it's a, it's a closed loop system of, of, of healing and, and, um, speeding up the whole process of growing things, et cetera, in, in a very holistic way. Um, I actually didn't watch that, not because uh, of the fee. I lost. I, I didn't watch because I lost the note. What's the name of that thing again? So I can make another note. <laughs> um, I, 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 I put it in um, the messenger group between yes. Amory, you and I. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, so yeah. it's still in the group somewhere there. I'd have to go back and find it there as well myself. So. Oh, all right. Well. Uh, but yeah. that that was an incredible story of what this guy's managed to achieve. And so, you know, more and more people are coming up with incredible ideas and ways of, of trying to solve a lot of our problems. But again, we really have to go back to a more natural way of living. And as I've said before, flying in the plains and looking over these endless, endless farming fields, these little green paddies of this is my, this is my field. This is my field. This is my field, which stops the animals going through them you know, which are boarded up and um, fenced and all the rest of it. Um, then, you know, once you start realizing, and, and this book really is good at that, explaining how important the animals are in the equation. And, you know, really eating eggs is, 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 is actually good for you. But battery farming of the hens is not, but organic eating of organic eggs and, you know, and that kind of thing is, is, is essential for your health, for your body, you know, from home, the whole body was going to pieces as well when she was trying to eat like that. She even looked at the whole breatharian idea. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. No. Well, breatharian is somebody who claims to, to, to live off source energy. That's the way you and I would understand it, as opposed uh, to eating anything physical. I hadn't heard the term, um, but I, I know the concept. Yes. Yeah. And she went through exactly the same um, stories that I went through. Some breatharian was locked up in, I think it was Australia or New Zealand, um, under scrutiny of a very high-level medical doctor, and her poo was scrutinized, and this was scrutinized, and, you know, everything like that. And um, she started getting sicker and sicker, and eventually they had to let her out because she was close to kidney failure or something. But, you know, she couldn't do what she said she was doing and not eat anything. Mm. <laughs> she was not a true Berthorian. And, you well, know, raises the question, are there any? I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm asking the question because I suspect that I, I doubt that there are too many humans on this planet who are so far advanced ahead of everybody else. I know that there are a few who we can point to. Each, each of us has been able to point to people who we find are, mm. are very far in advance. But I've also learned a little bit of skepticism with that because I found that People can be advanced in one way and not advanced in other ways because we have Absolutely. different growth patterns. You know, Absolutely. so it wouldn't surprise me if there are people, for instance, who have learned how to, uh, in some ways, to transmute source energy directly into bodily energy. But that mm -hmm. doesn't mean they can live on it. It just means that to some degree they've done something that other people haven't been able to do yet. Absolutely. Um, and I would, I would agree with that completely. Um, they are purportedly masters that are 5,000 years old, etc. cetera. Um, plus, you know, 30,000 years old. Um, but, you know, it doesn't make much sense to me. I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to stay on this planet for 30,000 years. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything worse in any possible way. Well, it raises know, the question, why are they doing it? Well, they say that they, they're giving back. You know, they're helping humanity, and that's their only goal. They have no other agenda whatsoever. Nothing else exists for them. So they haven't paid the debt off yet? I mean, really? <laughs> There's got to be an amortization um, on that somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, in a sense, we don't die if we look at source energy. If we go, you know, physically we die and we go to source energy. and then no, you know, so, my, so, my point is that if the purpose, if the sole purpose is to give back, hmm. I mean, how much do you have to give back? Do you have to give well, 30,000 years back? I mean, that, that, yeah. to me, it starts to become excessive after a while. And I wonder why is it excessive? Yeah. I mean, there's many ways of looking at it. I mean, you could always say that there's always new people who, who are on different levels who I can help. So it, it could be a never ending helping process of different individuals. But as one master once said, and, um, I always smile when I, 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 I uh, listen 
to this for the first time. The students were, were, were lapping up what this guy was teaching and they were saying, oh, you're so good and so amazing. Why aren't there more masters out there? He says, because there's not many students. There's not many people that are ready. That could be. And um, I, I really felt that there, there was a, a huge truth in there because even myself, you know, when I'm sitting here struggling to meditate and I've got the time and the place and I've got things and I'm thinking, you know, something's missing. You know, I need a stronger desire to do this. And it, it's just a journey. It's just a journey. And I, I, I've never been too, too worried about time. There's a lot of people that are, and they've got to fulfill in this and do this within the time frame and in this lifetime. And that's never particularly bothered me. So I've been far more relaxed about it than probably most. There's a lot of, a lot of people have got you know, huge desires to do this or that or have this or that. And <clears throat> it's never overly bothered me, but this clarity of thought is so appealing to me. You have no idea when I get a clarity, when I get clearer and clearer about different ideas of what's going on out there and how it works and how the puzzle fits together, you know, that floats my boat in so many degrees. And, you know, I love, I love having people challenge me because that helps me more than anything. Um, clarity but, does feel good. No matter what kind of clarity you're talking about, it yeah. always feels good. Yeah. And, you know, I've had the, the, um, the five days of that clarity and I can never get over that feeling of, Oh my God, I wish I was like this all the time. <laughs> that level of clarity, if I could just carry it with me, because literally I was in my vortex, ideas of how I could change my life and how I can move forward and, and change this and do this and practice that and, and achieve that and do that. It was just following out of you for five days with so much clarity. Um, you know, it blew my wife away and everybody who was actually saw me during period. It was mostly only my wife, but it was just so powerful, you know, she she didn't even know what it was. It's, it's just an energy that was absolutely burning off you in in, in waves. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, don't know. That raises an interesting just... question, and the question is, why don't we remain clear? Yeah, yeah. And the answer I've come to is is fairly simple. You know, we don't. We destroyed the planet, so therefore we don't have the clean air, we don't have the clean water, we don't have the clean food, we don't have the high vibrational food, etc., which is why I work so much on my water, I work on my food and uh, work. I don't like using work, I'm, I prefer to use the word play. I play with my food, I play with my water, um, which is probably a lot more accurate than working um, <laughs> for me and the way I do it. So, you know, I'm starting to get all the pieces of the puzzle together so that I'm clearer and clearer and clearer and that there's, there's less and less toxins in my body that need to be cleaned out. And I'm very quick now knowing when I'm toxed and how to detox it, you know, just go and lie in bed, oh, my tens, okay, in Jinshin Jitsu terms, the, the shoulder blades like this and in the middle is your ten, that's your nine, that's your three. Um, but I often, there's, there's tension in the tent, so I take my hands with a double jointed and I just put them in there, hold on my spine, hold different places where I feel right. And they just, you get that relief and release and you're like, oh, this is just so glorious. Um, I wish more people could do this often. Um, you know, we're aware enough to play with all these things. And then I, I play a computer game or something. And I get myself tense and then I say, Oh, good. I'm tense now. I can go and play on the bed. And <laughs> So, you know, it's to me, it's a game of playing with contrast and I'm making my own contrast because I don't go to work and I don't get stressed by my boss and, you know, and all these kind of things that, that often stress people. I've got two incredible children who are so balanced to hardly, you know, bother me at all um, in, in almost any shape or any way. Um, I, all I'm doing is playing Barbie with my daughter for hours and <laughs> in the lounge, <laughs> making up scenarios and, you know, just doing whatever they want to do. Um so it's, you know, I'm, I create my own contrasts, which is absolutely certain. Um, but then I think, you know, if I was out there um, helping the awareness on the whole soil front um, and, and the beauty and the power and the balancing power of, of, of the earth, of the 4.7 hertz and how it can help the psyche and the, 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 a lot of the, Problems that are created by our intellect, 
by us cutting ourselves with our sharp knives and others can be balanced and harmonized by the earth. And, you know, if people could just work a little bit more and a little bit more with that, I'm just excited to share more and more ideas of how this is possible and how to I achieve just, it. And how. You just explained pretty uh, extensively why it is you joined the Rotary Club. Mm. That's exactly mm. what your purpose is, I think, to mm. go to that club and start that path that you just described. You know, that. There, there's some incredible individuals there from every walk of life. I know that one of the guys in, in the, the Rotary Club I'm joining is a member of, uh, not a member, he owns um, a garden center. So he grows plants and he grows things and he sells soil and, you know, all the rest of it. And I, I'd right. love to sit down with him and discuss certain things with him all, <laughs> you know, for hours. And um, there's a doctor there and I want to have long chats with him too. And <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a military guy there and he said, uh, when he found out I was also in the military, he said, he said, I really like that you were in the military. We need to get some more discipline in this club. <laughs> 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 and he was, he was a major in the British Army. So uh, he's going to be, that, he's going to be in a different space after he's talked to you for a while. He's going to find out. I jokingly yeah. said to him as he was walking out, left, right, left, right. <laughs> Don't think he was impressed, but never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I got something I got to bring up with you guys. I had an interesting experience yesterday because for the reasons that I, I gave at the early part of the show, but also other stuff I've been dealing with, I've really been working on my energy, my focus, my attention, um, lots of, 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 of exercise of appreciation. How much can I appreciate? Can I appreciate this? Can I appreciate that? You know, just continuously cycling through all the different stuff and finding ways to build the energy, build the, the vibration and so forth. And in the process of doing that, I had a very interesting experience yesterday that mm -hmm. has not totally left me, which I think is good. <laughs> and I'm just curious to know what, what you guys think of it. What I, I, I'm not quite sure how to describe this, so I may kind of meander a little bit. But in a nutshell, what has happened is I was doing that so intently and with such continuity that I reached a point yesterday where I, for lack of a better term, I felt my aura. I couldn't think of another way to describe it, but I was feeling energy all over me. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it was low vibration energy. It wasn't high vibration. And I recognized it as low vibration energy. Now I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it in the sense of, Oh, I feel so angry or so depressed or so whatever. I wasn't feeling that. I was just feeling the energy of it. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, well, I think that's what this is. I think that's what I'm experiencing. You so let's feel it was negative in any way. I didn't associate negativity with it. I yeah. just simply said, this feels like it's a, a lower frequency. That, mm -hmm. I was, that's the way I was thinking about it. It just seems like the frequency is low. So if my hypothesis is correct, if this is a low frequency energy that I'm feeling right now, theoretically, that means I can raise it. So let me see if I can do that. So I started doing even more appreciating and re even more focusing on what I like and what I'm hoping for. And, you know, I, I was just, I was just going at it and slowly but surely i could feel the vibration frequency increasing mm -hmm. i could i mean it, the easiest way to describe it is when i started the frequency felt kind of a little bit raw not quite the knives you were talking about but a little bit raw like you know a, 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 there was a slight discomfort there and then as i was going at it and going at it i could feel that kind of smooth out and that smooth out is when i felt like it was the frequency was increasing Mm -hmm. I associated the smoothing with the, the increasing frequency and got up to a fairly good point. And by that point, I was exhausted and then I went to bed. But I'm curious because this morning I asked myself, OK, do I still feel it? Not as intensely as I did yesterday, but I do still feel it. And so I'm wondering, do you guys feel like you have felt the energy in your aura like that in some some similar way? Yes, Andrea, I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just thinking about that. So when I feel energy, there could be times where I'm, if I'm focused on something and I'm moving, I can feel pushing energy. I feel, mm. it, if I'm in meditation, I feel it on my head and around me and the heat. Um, so I can feel externally as well as internally. But it have to be in a real con place of concentration, and or mm. it's usually a high vibe. I haven't okay. felt the low vibe 
It's usually okay. when I, yeah. Which matches my experience because that's where I, what I did too. I, earlier on, I, I have had a number of experiences often through meditation, but also just through various affirmative type processes of feeling the high vibe thing, but feeling mm -hmm. the low vibe energy and not having an association to it. That was different. Mm. I had never done that one before. Yeah, no, I've not felt that. I almost feel like I can have little sparks coming off me. Ooh. You know, like electricity. That's that's how I sometimes feel. It's and I literally feel like somebody's like stroking my head wow. when I'm in meditation. Which is quite nice. Yeah. Which somebody probably is. Yeah. I have been told that before. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's why I welcome it. I'm not scared by it. I love it. I find it quite comforting. And um, So Yeah, carry on. I've completely forgotten what I was going to say, Louis, so you go oh, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so so well the important thing with both you and Emery's statement is this, it's awareness. Mhm. Mm mhm. Okay. The awareness of energy. Um, I remember <laughs> I just got into Jinshin Jutsu and I was going to this lady and there were study days and there were random people coming from all over the country to the study day. And there was this lady and this guy, her husband. And I was talking about how I was feeling the energy and it was, it was over here and it was moving like this and I could feel this and this. And he just looked at me and said, you're talking absolute rubbish. You're just trying to impress the people here. And I was shocked. <laughs> I was absolutely shocked. I looked at him. I was like, wow, okay. And then I went back to my beginning of energy work where I didn't feel anything. You know, and I went on a whole course for a whole weekend and the guy guaranteed I'd understand energy by the end of it and I knew nothing by the end of it. And, you know, th there was this huge dry period where you don't necessarily feel or perceive anything energetically. Now, energy is so much part of me, I, don't, I can't perceive it much anymore because I just know it, you know, just, just do this, do this, do this. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't have that big impact which it used to have before because it was new and I could really see it and perceive it. And now I'm just working with it all day, every day. So it's like completely different. Um, so the point so, that I, to my question is that you have been through a period where you, you, you could like tangibly feel that energy as it flowed. You could feel um, the, the vibrational frequency of it. You could feel all the, the elements. I of feel it, it right now. It good stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but what I'm starting to do now is I'm starting to see it. That wow. is incredible. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, Can you describe what it looks huge... like to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know when you see waves of heat? Mm-hmm. You know, you see the... Yeah, like you look, look at a highway. <clears> that, that that's what I'm thing. seeing. I'm not seeing colors yet. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just seeing it all around me, but I have to defocus my eyes in a certain way, and then mm -hmm. I just see this whole thing moving around me all the time and it's just it's rather hypnotic i can sit and look at it all day every day <laughs> so i I find it very good to still my mind is just to look at this energy and it doesn't matter if the lights are on or off in my room i can still see it it doesn't make any difference um so yeah. I, i've actually experienced that too not continuously i don't see that on demand hmm. I, you know when i can see that most often when mm -hmm. i watch the movie the celestine prophecy no, it's no. really strange. All I have to do is watch that movie. And, oh, all of a sudden, I'm seeing the energy again. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. You know, the flow of the book is horrendous, but I tell oh, you, is. some of the concepts in it are incredibly well, spot on. Absolutely. So, spot some of it's on. good, I'm, some of it's off, you know, but that's all yeah. right. Yeah. I remember uh, a very intellectual reading it. Uh, she was at university, and I, I used to spend quite a bit of time with her. Uh, she read it and she pointed out all the flaws to me. And because I was such a spiritual seeker and I was, I was seeking the spiritual message in it and I didn't care about the underlying flaws, I missed them completely. And she only <laughs> saw the flaws and didn't see any of the spirituality. It was like, and I was blown away because, you know, I just see how perspective can change yeah. an entire book. <laughs> Whatever, you, you know, where your focus is. And I, I will take truth from dustbins and from drug addicts and from it doesn't matter who what where or when you know if i if somebody says something that i feel is really spot on or 
is clear. Ah, I just love it. I don't care where it comes from. And uh, you know, actually, as you're saying that, the, the fact that the Celestine prophecy in the movie they illustrate energy in the movie. Mm-hmm. They, it's part of the storyline. I think that's probably what stimulates me to be able to see it afterward, because mm-hmm. I've just been watching a a sort of a CGI version of it, and the CGI version is close enough to the real thing that it's a, it's not that big of a leap to get there. Um, but I think it's actually one of the coolest parts of the movie that they figured out a way to, in a CGI way, show you energy, show you mm-hmm. how how it moves and how it flows and you know, how you can interact with it to a limited extent because it's it's to the extent that fits within the storyline. But they do. They do show it. That's the cool part. Mm-hmm. I like that part a lot. So to your point, that's one of the parts I really enjoy that I take from that book, from that movie. So one, one of the things I got from the book, uh, no, we don't have much time, is... Is, is what we're doing right now. There's three of us. Mm-hmm. And when any of us is speaking, the others are really looking and focusing on that individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the energy that you focus into me when I'm speaking helps me present a better presentation. Mm. Sure. So you guys, by really listening to me and focusing on what I'm saying, are helping me. And yeah, any sure listener so. that's listening to it is also helping, you know, live, etc. Um, so... Well, when, by the way, when somebody's in a meeting, Anne Marie, really, and somebody's speaking, really give them attention. Yeah. And mm. your kids are speaking to you, really give them attention, you know. What um, you're talking about reminds me of something, though, because helps them become um, clearer. Those of us who are co hosts on the show, uh, we organized a group on Facebook for the purpose of, of putting into practice mm. the theory that Lynn McTaggart created and, and described in her book, The Power of Eight. And we were talking in our most recent meeting about expanding the membership of the group out. So I just want to put it out there to the listening audience. Um, we have this thing going. We've had a couple of meetings, a couple of interesting things. Louis had some really great uh, result from the first meeting that we had. And uh, I, I guess we, we've decided we want to open things up a bit. So anyone who wants to be a part of that group, and, and uh, we haven't even figured out how often are we doing this? We're talking about doing it weekly now. And Emery, you kind of took the lead on that one but I'm, i think we were going to discuss it louis is going to go over it in more detail was? at the next meeting so people can understand yeah i know some of them didn't want to do it weekly we so probably probably two two times a month or one time so so it's still to be decided i guess is the point mm-hmm. um, but if you'd like to be a part of that um i don't have a link candy right now but just send me an email walt at loatoday.net and i'll get an invitation out to you and uh, you can be, become a part of the new Power of Eight group that we've created. I wanted to make sure I got that in yeah, there. Yeah, and as we that. get more and more people, we'll we'll have more breakout groups of eight. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be really nice to have um, more and more people on that, and would love to have you know in. And if you know somebody else who might be interested, let them know. Sure. Yeah. And even if it goes to the point where there's more than eight people involved, I, I, I think that's fine. Personally, just because Lynn's own groups, because she, she runs these groups regularly, she has groups that have thousands of people who participate at the same time. I mean, mm. she's found that eight is an optimal number, but it doesn't oh, mean it has to be right. limited to that. It, it can be any okay. number, really. Mm. Yeah. I mean, All like right. you pointed out, that three, way too. I love it. We, we got three right now, so and three has a positive effect. And then, of course, we have all the listeners who tune in afterward, and they add to that positive effect. But yeah, yeah, I love the idea because I fully believe and understand and agree with the concept of the law of attraction mm. that eight or more other people are really helping me achieve vibration near my goal. I mean, yeah. wow. Yeah. Because I understand cool. the power of that, you know. Because that's oh, really what we're trying focus to Focus on that for more than 14 seconds and you now got 2,000 man hours of labor. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> given to you instantly by the law of attraction. So yeah. Yeah, I like the idea. Very good stuff. So yeah, send that email and, and uh, we'll get you included in that. Meanwhile, um, thank you guys for a great hour. Um, I'm going to be carrying this one through the rest of the week since it's the only episode I'm doing this week, but uh, you gave me some good energy. So thank you for that. And looking forward to seeing those of you who are going to be part of the summit this week. And uh, for the rest of you who decide not to, well, we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Everyone.